Good morning. It's time for Two Guys on Sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, Dick. And, well, we got one state championship uh, in the books. Yeah. The state cross-country championships. Cross-country kids finished last weekend and made it through that Saturday. So. Yeah. <laughs> Woo, that was a chilly, 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 chilly day. But, yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Stevens Point uh, is the Division One champion for the thirteenth straight, or for the second straight season, thirteenth time. Yeah, in their program's history. What a performance! Thirty-six team points. In yeah, state champ. That is amazing. They had the number two, five, and eighth runners overall, and I believe that translated to first, third, and sixth. I believe in the team points. So wow. it's pretty easy to say why they got such a low score. They were 39 points ahead of Hudson, who finished in second. So that's, that's that's domination there. You betcha. So. <laughs> All right. Uh, Slinger was the Division I uh, girls team champion. By the way, Owen, Owen Horniman of Marshfield finished 147. Yep. Now, you might think that's down, but there's a lot of runners. This is a state championship, too, Larry. Yeah. Um, where you finish is, I don't think, right. is, you know, the fact that you got there is, yep. is a big Yeah, you're thing. going against the, the best, best of the best, best. Yeah. you bet. Yep. So, especially in D1. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> Slinger was the Division One girls team <laughs> champion, um, and Lakeside Lutheran won the boys state championship yep. for the first time. Yep. Loomer finished fifth in the boys. Okay. So Xavier won the second straight Division Two girls championship. Mm. Uh, Bloomer finished second there. Yeah, and they, they did well, too. Uh, <clears throat> now, I don't know if they're... How they're related here? Are they sisters or whatever? But Sierra Hartman was third, Aaliyah Hartman was seventeenth, uh, and Riella Hartman was twentieth. All from Bloomer. Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> so okay. I, don't know. I, I don't know if yeah. it's family or what. I didn't see the classes. Maybe they're triplets. I don't know. Wow. But, uh, okay. But uh, yeah, the Hartmans were a big. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and of course, Bloomer come home with a, sec- a nice second place title in in and their girls team has been stellar all yeah. year. Yep. Yep. So. Um, by the way, uh, for the boys, I didn't mention in Division Two, um, where Lakeside Lutheran won that team yeah. championship, Lucas Walker of Stanley yeah. Boyd and uh, Max Adam of Colby Abbotsford were there yep, and uh, finished in the top top 80, I guess yep. you could say. Yep, you bet. So. Uh, Division Three, Kohler won his second consecutive boys team mm-hmm. championship. McDonald finished ninth. Mm-hmm. And uh, Isaac Shear of Columbus Catholic, pretty respectable sixth, sixth place. Sixth place and only a junior. Yeah. The, he is going to be somebody to watch out for next year, Larry. So, yeah, he yeah. finished high in just about every match yeah. or race he was in. And what year. a career he's had! Yeah, in yeah. both uh, both in cross country and track, he's just been a, just been a stellar career so far. So. Cree Defoe of Stat, uh, Stratford finished 39th. Mm-hmm. Derek Grossman of Pittsville 56th. Mm-hmm. And Nathan Shear of mm-hmm. Columbus Catholic 63rd yeah, so. uh, at state. Lancaster won the Division Three girls team championship. Assumption finished fourth. Colby mm-hmm. 11th. Regis. 13th. Yeah, Lucy Dolan with a second place finish for the Assumption Royals leading the way there. And so. I believe if I looked on the schedule, do the girls play, the girls basketball team play Assumption this year? Yes, they do in yep. January. Yeah, okay. At so. Assumption. Yep. So, yeah, they've been going back and forth the last couple of years. Always got some oh, good athletes yeah, at Assumption. Oh, and it's always a good game between them and Nilsville. Yes, it is. Too, yep. Bet, so. All right, uh, some of the individuals from our area for the girls in Division Three: Shiloh Blake of Marathon 29th, Kayla Casperson of Stratford 41st, and uh, Shaley Zarza of Thorpe finished 70th. But, again, like we said. Just getting there. Yeah, placing is really no yeah, thing. No, in, no, no. You, you've accomplished probably, I would think, every runner's goal is to make it to the state tournament. 
and you've done that. So yeah. So you're playing with house money when you run at the state. Yeah. Tournament. And how hard is it? I mean, to make it to state, you got to yeah. be in the one of those five that are on, yeah. on the top two teams, or else be on a very very good team. Right. <laughs> yeah. So it's and, not easy, and, and that's hard to do. Get yes. to state as a team. So. Yeah. All right, so congratulations to all those yeah. individuals and teams at the state cross-country meet held last Saturday in Wisconsin mm. Rapids. Mm. Uh, girls volleyball had their sectional finals. Uh, Columbus Catholic met a very good Walk Center team. In fact, I, they're at I state. am excited to see this Walk Center they're team. They're at state again. They took uh, the Dons in three sets, yeah. and I, don't, I didn't think any team could do that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, they're uh, they're they're for real. I yeah. have a feeling. And St. Croix Falls, another team. Yep. That's uh, back at state, yeah, and, and they uh, eliminated McDonald. Yeah, and, and McDonald, shut them out. Yeah, McDonald <laughs> was a defending D four state champion. He moved up to three this year, but still, yeah, St. Croix Falls, tremendous team. Uh, in D four over there uh, tomorrow, Larry, we do have a little area representation as you have Wausau, Newman, mm-hmm. and Prentice going in a semifinal in the early morning. So, um, and the winner of that. We'll face the I forget who Wanna Walk Center plays, but uh, they play uh, Fall River. Fall River, yeah, and they play the winner of that. So it's not uh, familiar with that school. Fall River is uh, over by Mayville in that country. Oh, okay. South right. of Beaver Dam, down in that country. So, okay. So, All right. So. Division One quarterfinals are today, uh, this afternoon. They'll have a couple, and then tonight they'll have two more, and then all four divisions have their semifinals. Yeah. Uh, tomorrow with championships on Saturday, and all those championships are going to be on the statewide TV network. Televised by, uh, yep, w, uh, well, pretty much ABC stations. Excuse yep, me. the local ABC <coughs> stations. Yeah. AOW in Wausau, QOW in Eau Claire, is at XOW in La Crosse, yep. I believe. So. Yep, those will be covering yep. the girls' championships. And they are doing most high school sports now. So Yeah, the championships yeah. and all pretty yep. much all the sports are going to be on the statewide network. Which is neat. Then everybody yeah. has a chance to see them. Right. So. Yeah. Normally, or yeah. years past, uh, you might have seen them on Bally Sports, yeah. but yeah, like the wrestling finals were on Bally. Um, football was on. Yeah. Bally. Baseball was on Bally, and so was football. And this year, all that stuff will be on. Uh, I believe. I'm not sure about football. Football is too. Yeah. Football. Yep. Okay. Statewide and and that's yeah. wonderful. That's yeah. Two nice days of viewing there. So. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of football, yeah. uh, of course, they get into level three this week. Uh, we look back at level two last week, and uh, we were over in uh, Stanley Boyd doing uh, St. Croix Falls and Kobe. And how about St. Croix Falls? I think, you know, seven in a row. And, uh, you know, the score was 22 to six. And actually, I think that score was closer, is closer than it really indicated, Larry. Um, St. Croix Falls had several penalties and I believe four turnovers. Yes. You know, and yeah. it, of course, it wasn't a nice night to play football either. So. No, no. But, uh, they, but Colby really couldn't do much no, offensively. They really handled Colby. And much like when they played Nilsville, the running game, their front line really controlled Colby's offensive line. It'll be interesting to see it. You know, of course, say it's a rematch for them with Northwestern, but Northwestern put 58 points up against Stanley, but gave up 48. So, yeah, right. So yeah. that should be an interesting matchup up with Northwestern. So, yeah, that's so. a Division Five game. But yep. uh, let's take a look at some of those area mm-hmm. matchups that involve area teams. We'll start yeah. in Division Seven. Uh, the game that we'll be at, uh, 92.3 FM, WOSQ, mm-hmm. Edgar uh, at Boyceville. And how about Edgar? 20 to nothing over Regis. And I didn't think it was po- I thought they would beat Regis, but I did not think it was possible they would shut them out. Yeah. But, but uh, uh, they've Col- shut everybody up. Yeah, they, nine straight shutouts. They've allowed, they allowed a touchdown to Ellsworth and a touchdown to Stratford this year, their first two games, since a nine consecutive <laughs> shutout. <so. laughs> and Boyceville's no slouch either yeah, defensively that, looking at the numbers. 11-0. and 0, And uh, um, I would say their signature win on the year was Cameron. 
okay. in a non-conference game, Cameron from the heart of the North, and a, a number three seed in Division Six. But there's a common opponent here too, Glenwood City. Uh, in the regular season, Boyceville beat them 28 to nothing. In level one, Edgar beat them 36 to nothing. So, mm. so okay. So I think these teams on paper match up pretty good. We will see. You know, yeah. So. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So that's a seven o'clock game Friday mm-hmm. night on 92.3 FM. WOSQ. The and, winner moves on to level four. Yeah, yeah. And we are making the trip. Yes, <laughs> yes. We'll be up there for that one, uh, covering that for you on mm-hmm. 92.3 FM, WOSQ. Bangor and Cashton is the other side yeah. of that bracket. And Not Cashton, familiar with Cashton them, has been highly regarded all season. They've been, you know, they were, they were the team everybody talked about down in that area, but Bangor with a rich tradition. And um, I forget they were a three seed i forget who they beat here they beat pepin alma pepin alma pepin alma put up a lot of points on here and now in pepin alma i can go into the what i think about the dairyland conference but mm-hmm. uh, you know pepin alma was a team that has really wreaked havoc all season and bangor seemed to handle them pretty good so yeah bangor and cashton should be a good matchup there yeah yeah, yeah. uh your team's still alive in division seven i uh, am division seven i am perfect okay <laughs> wow okay good Good. As far as the four teams I picked to go to level All four. All still there. Yep, so I, I'll just go over it quick. D1, I've lost Bayport. Division two, I'm perfect. D3, I've lost Medford. Uh, number four, this one surprised me. I lost St. Croix Central. They lost to Baldwin. Yeah, Woodville, yeah. And that was a rematch of a conference match. And, oh. You know, and you talk about St. Croix Falls going up to Northwestern. You know, that second time around ain't always as easy. No, so, no it isn't. So, uh, D5, I'm perfect yet, Larry. No. Uh, in Division 6, I've lost Kenosha St. Joseph's. And uh, in 8-man, I've lost Gilman and North Crawford. So. All right. Well, you're not doing too bad. Not too bad. Not I'm, too bad. I'm pretty happy with myself. So. Speaking of Division <laughs> 6, uh, Stratford is at Auburndale yeah. on Friday night. And that game you can hear on 1450 AM, 98.7 FM, WDLB. Two mm. against one. Yep. And Stratford looks like they got the defense going. They shut out Mondovi and... Mondovi, a very good offensive team, and Stratford took them down twenty-one to nothing. Yeah, so, and so. they also shut out their first opponent yeah, forty-nine to nothing. nothing so. so, Auburndale beat a very good Coleman team though, thirty-three twenty-two. So that should be a heck of a matchup over at Auburndale, and I can't imagine what the crowd is going to be up there. Mm, boy, <laughs> yeah. As far as you know, they're both Too close. close. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that could be a yeah. a sellout, standing yeah, room only. Be, that could be a big one. So uh, we talked about Cameron earlier. Yeah. Uh, they're going up against Grantsburg yeah. on the other side of that bracket. Yeah, that's a, yeah one three, I believe. So one three. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, Cameron uh, tied for first with uh, Northwestern in the heart of the North. So and I don't know a whole lot about Grantsburg except. They always put pretty good teams on the field. So. Yeah, yeah. No, they got good softball teams. Good softball teams. <laughs> pretty good baseball, too. Yeah, and, yeah. And I've seen some pretty good basketball teams come out of there, too. So, so. All right. Uh, in Division 5, I think the game that a lot of people uh, may have circled on their calendars, uh, Aquinas taking on Columbus. Yep. That's going to be at UW-Lacrosse. Yep, yep, at Roger Herring Stadium. Or, yeah. Yep, so, so Yeah, you got I, the leading rusher all time. Yeah, that, Col- that Columbus. should be a dandy. And, and, of course, then you got... The uh, defending defend, uh, champion in D5 from last year and the defending champion from D4. From, so <laughs> that, that is quite a yeah, matchup there. That's going to be so, a good one. Yeah, that will be a dandy. So. And then, of course, the uh, St. Croix Falls uh, Northwestern matchup up at Northwestern. Uh, St. Croix Falls, they just keep moving. They're number just, five seed. Yep, and they're playing good ba- base uh, football. Excuse me. I'm <laughs> talking all sports. <laughs> but their they're offensive and defensive lines have just been dominating yes. people. So. And, you know, it doesn't take, you know, Metter, 
better than matter. Yes, and, that's right. right. There you, you know, go. So, um, you know, he had a big night, but he, he wasn't dominating. I no. mean, he didn't break nothing big until he broke the big kickoff return at the end, which kind of broke Kobe's back. But, uh, you know, they just just dominate on the defensive side. It was yeah. Just pretty yeah, much, Kobe couldn't do a whole nothing, lot of anything. Nothing. Their, last, their touchdown pretty much scored on a flea flicker, but Kobe had some missed opportunities too. Yeah, they Boy, did. There was a, a pass to Voss out in the flat late in the first half that would have went for a touchdown, and the quarterback underthrew it. And but there again, there was pressure on the pressure on the quarterback, and uh, and then they were inside the ten on on which turned out to be their last drive, and and they couldn't punch it in. But uh, yeah, but St. Croix falls with four turnovers and a lot of penalties really hurt themselves in that yeah. game too. So and Northwestern uh, typically has been you know a big team, big team. But I don't know yeah. what they're yeah, like, I this don't year. like this year. Um, yeah, I didn't look at their roster, but uh, I remember them coming down to Nielsen in 2009. They were huge. Yeah, they yeah. were big boys. Yeah, they were big yeah. dudes. So, so. All right, so level three of the WIA football playoffs for uh, 11 player, and then you've got the uh, the eight-man semifinal. Yeah. How about the Thorpe Cardinals? Thorpe Cardinals knocking off number one-ranked uh, Gilman. So and they will have a matchup at, with Chippewa Falls McDonald, and they are playing that game at Stanley. Yeah, yep. so. that's, that's tomorrow night as well for uh, eight-player yeah. Uh, semifinals, and then I believe it's Florence, and uh, I'm not sure what on the other side, but <laughs> somebody else. Yeah, Florence and somebody else. Yeah, there's another semifinal. I picked Florence to get in the championship game. So, <laughs> to, oh, you had Gilman, right? On yeah, I had Gilman. Okay. Gil- right. I had Gilman to win it all. So, yeah, eight man. I'm pretty well. So, you know, I don't know a lot about the uh, the eight man teams, but yeah. uh, what do you think of that McDonald Thorpe matchup? Yeah, but it should be an offense. I'll tell you what, Thorpe looks like they play pretty good defense, so they held Gilman at 20 points. Yeah. And I don't think Gilman ever had a game under 40 this year. So I think you got to look at Thorpe defensively as pretty good. You know? okay. And they also held down the Owen Withy teams a couple times too, so they must be pretty good defensively. Um, McDonald puts a lot of points on the board. They put 42 up against Siren, yeah. but they gave up 39. But there again, Siren was a number one seed, pretty good ball club too. So, But... Uh, a neutral field on the turf, that should be interesting. So, yeah. So yeah, we'll that. see. Yeah. 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 There's no uh, no excuse for yeah. bad field conditions. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> a great place to watch a game. And it too. sounds like it's going to be a little warmer Friday night yeah, than I it was so. last week. Yeah, so. I hope, yeah, it was cold at Stanley. You know, yeah, and well, it, that wind was And then the press box there faces the northwest, right. which is just, just perfect. Yeah. yeah, the wind goes right in the windows. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, coming up. Uh, next week, girls' basketball practice yeah. already yeah. starts. Before we switch, I want to yeah. talk about the Clorbello Conference. Oh, yeah, quick, yeah. Quick Jeez, uh, yeah. Sorry about um, that. Uh, the Clorbello Conference teams came out this week. And yep. Nilsville, Granton, very well represented. Um, first team offense, quarterback Bryce Erickson and receiver Braylon Boyer. Um, Bryce on the season, Larry, 141 out of 284, 1,775 yards, 17 touchdowns. And that earned him player, offensive player of the year in the Clover Belt. Yeah, so congratulations. great honor for Bryce. You bet. I looked up his career stats, Larry. For his career now, as he was 264 out of 550. The 264 is second to Cody Craig all time. Okay. The 550 is first. Okay. Um, 3,505 yards, second to Cody Craig. 33 touchdowns, and he beat Cody Craig by six touchdowns. Oh, so, well, good job. So, Bryce Erickson, all-time leader in touchdowns. Yep, yes. Yep. Okay. So he played a couple more games than Cody. You know, yeah, but, right. Because uh, Bryce did start some games as a freshman. But okay. Anyway, um, Braylon Boyer, first team a receiver for on the Clorbell All-Conference. Ashton Schultz was a second uh, team uh, receiver All-Conference. So I looked up the career totals. 
These two guys have risen to the top of receivers in Neil's record book. Okay. Um, depending how you rank them. Okay, in the record book, they are listed by yards. Yeah. So right. Ashton is first. Okay. He has 1,138 yards. Braylon was second with 925 yards. Braylon had 62 receptions, which is first all-time. Ashton, 59 receptions, second all-time. Braylon had 12 touchdowns. That's first all-time. Ashton had 11. That was tied with Jason Ewald for second. So oh, pretty wow. good tandem, these two turned Yeah, out. they did. And, and yeah. of course, you know, he came up with Bryce. And they yeah, really, this year they really yeah, got some A lot of numbers. chemistry yeah. between those three guys. So, yeah. And, uh, but uh, just to see those kids on top of the record book like that. Yeah, wow, I did not realize that. That's, yeah. that's cool. Yep, you bet. So uh, continuing, uh, so uh, Ashton on the second team offense. On the second team defense, we had Reese McDonald and Jace Peckle and, of course, Larry, um, Jace missed some games there because of his leg, and that probably kept him off the first team, I think. Mm-hmm. So, and then honorable mention, how about Preston Berg? Honorable mention, you know, first eight-year starter got there. Max Kretlow as a linebacker, and then Mike Ozoski as a defensive back, and there I think an injury prevented him from placing maybe right, first team, right. too. So, yep, so yep. But great job by all these kids. So, yeah, so. and again, you can see uh, the – Entire teams uh, on our website, cwbradio.com. One other sports conference page. I want to talk about, too. Yeah. The Central Wisconsin Small came out with theirs, and Loyal well represented there. Um, Dane Luchterhan, an offensive lineman. Devin Rail, an offensive lineman, our first-team picks. Louis Nikolai, a running back, a first-team offensive pick. On defense, uh, Louis Nikolai is a defensive back. Kane Tolfer is a defensive lineman. Trin Shields, a linebacker. Louis Nikolai, Larry, was a uh, f- uh, defensive player of the year in the Clover Belt small con- uh, Central Wisconsin Small wow, Conference. Wow, okay. So, Good so. for him. And then they had some honorable men. Sec- uh, second team, they had Hudson Hansen as an offensive lineman, Reed Stiglitz as a quarterback, Kane Tolfer as a tight end. Honorable mention, they had Trin Shield as a running back. So good representation for Loyal on the Central yeah, Wisconsin Small. Cool. Yeah, Good so. for them. Good you for them. So. All right. Uh, let's see. As I was mentioning it, I'm sorry, I forgot about the all-conference yeah, that's football. That's okay. I, I thought it should be mentioned. Yes, it <laughs> definitely should have been, yes. And I, and I yes. did that digging in the record book just to see where they were, too. So. Um, but the girls' basketball season gets yeah. underway next week with uh, practice, and then the boys yeah. will start the week after. Mm-hmm. And there are some new coaches in the area. Yep. And uh, one of those is uh, new Spencer boys' basketball mm-hmm. coach, Charles Jennings. Yep. And uh, Gene Delisio had a chance to talk with Charles. Well, that's, it's a good feeling. Um, you know, I... I am very much looking forward to this season. We got a good group of kids um, coming out for basketball here, um, so um, yeah, I don't know. It's been difficult in the past, I think, uh, at Spencer, um, with uh, people coming out for basketball. So we're just trying to change the culture, make it more fun, make it enjoyable, and uh, get some kids out. So, well, tell us a bit about your basketball background, which actually you're not coached on the varsity level much, but you do have extensive experience coaching the game of basketball. Yeah, so my, my basketball coaching experience started um, at Emmanuel Lutheran in Marshfield here. It's a private school. Um, I was coaching uh, elementary 4th, 5th, and 6th, and then also junior high, 7th and 8th grade. Did that for about eight years. I was also athletic director at the time there. Um, and then uh, from there, I um, received the middle school coaching position in Spencer. I did that for a year, and I also assisted at the varsity level that year. Uh, the JV position opened up, so I applied for that and um, got that. Uh, so I did that last year and also assisted at the varsity level. And then uh, this um, spring, was um, I applied for the varsity position and was offered the position. So 
that's the extent of my basketball coaching experience. Um, and then played in high school. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you do have some experience then with the Spencer program. Any overall thoughts you have about basketball in Spencer, where that uh, program sits right now? Well, I, I think we're uh, a little on the downside right now. Um, I think players coming out, uh, some, some players haven't come out that maybe could uh, play for us. Um, it's, uh, I think it's a situation where the, the players that we do have now um, are, are going to work, I think, work together well as a team. Um, and maybe in the past haven't. Um, hopefully it's a, a team-based season. I guess is the way to put it. As you mentioned, the numbers have been down, and that's a situation that Spencer has struggled with in basketball the last several years, really. What steps do you want to take to improve that number situation? Well, I think it, I think it starts with the culture and uh, just building a, a trust and a community presence um, with uh, basketball uh, in Spencer. It's not. I don't think it's the number one sport. I think football and wrestling are probably... Um, more uh, visible and uh, maybe I, I wouldn't. I guess I, I wouldn't want to say preferred, but it seems like those are the sports that the kids are, are going into. And I, I think that's a, a testament to the football program and the, the wrestling program um, from how early they're starting off. Um, you know, they're going. Uh, I think second and third grade, even maybe even younger in some of those sports. Um, so, and I think that's where we need to get at with uh, basketball and. That starts with uh, doing summer programs and youth camps and whatnot, and um, I think that's where we need to get to. Well, you did mention that you worked last year with Coach uh, uh, the, on the basketball side with Coach Neiman as his assistant. Uh, and th- that taste of coaching varsity basketball, at least for that one year, how does that help you going into this position this season? Well, I, th- I think it gave me um, some experience and it also gave me um, – Maybe some some feel for the Spencer program and, and the players that are that are in it and coming out this year. Um, you know, being able to assist Coach Neiman, um, I think was a, a huge benefit. Um, I I actually probably couldn't have asked for a better situation. Um, it was a situation where uh, he was very receptive to feedback that I had for him and. And whatnot. Not that he took it all the time, but um, but it was a, a pretty good situation for me. So, and as you mentioned, you coached in the lower levels at Spencer before that, so you do know some of those kids. I would imagine. How does that help you also taking this position? Yeah, I think uh, as far as having coached them before, um, there, there's a rapport that's been established and a trust, perhaps, uh, or at least I think there has been um, for those kids, so they know uh, my coaching style. Um, and uh, you know, it's it's something where I have trust in them too to be able to do what's asked of them, um, and it might not be the same depending on the, the personnel we have either. So, uh, but they they know that you know if it's something we're asking them to do, mm-hmm. that uh, they're going to put forth the effort and do it. So. Well, you mentioned style. What kind of style of basketball would you like to play in Spencer? <laughs> That's a really good question. Um, we're probably going to have to hold off on answering that one because uh, we need to we need to evaluate the personnel a little more and and go from there. But we, we have some ideas, so we'll we'll see. Any ideas about the talent you have coming back at Spencer this year? Well, we lost we lost five seniors last year, six 
seven if you count seven eight eight actually if you count the three foreign exchange students uh one of them was injured last year and the other two didn't play varsity but um so a lot of the other you know five seniors that we lost we're having to replace them um there's a, a pretty good junior class i think that didn't get a lot of opportunities last year uh, so I'm excited to see what they have to do. Uh, uh, returning starter, uh, Sam Bezlick is a sophomore. Um, he'll be a nice asset to have. And, and then we've got some other kids coming up, too, from the sophomores and uh, possibly freshmen, too. So, yeah. And you saw basketball last season as an assistant in the Cloverbelt Conference. What were your impressions of that league of basketball? Uh, the Cloverbelt Conference is uh, pretty tough. Um, Columbus and Coach Kanishny, of course, have a solid team there. Um, you got Coach Geyer over in Nielsville. They got a lot of height uh, and uh, are well coached there. Colby, I think they have nine starters that they, or not nine starters, but nine seniors that they lost. So the, I'm not sure how they're going to look, but Coach Flink does a nice job there. Um, Loyal actually beat us twice last year. I think they're losing one. Uh, starter from last year, so Coach DeSmet that over there is uh, going to have a pretty good team again. Then uh, Gilman's actually got a good core of four returning starters. Um, I'd be surprised if they didn't um, play some tough basketball. Um, and that's Coach Marion there, I believe, and then Coach Hinker over in Greenwood. Um, I'm not sure quite what he has. I think he lost two pretty decent starters uh, last year. Um, so the conference is tough. Uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting this year, I think. What steps are you taking this off season to acquaint yourself more with the Spencer program? Oh, geez, there's been uh, there's been a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff going on. Um, I I remember uh, seeing a sign on one of the YouTube videos I was watching uh, from one of the coaches that does some podcasts and whatnot. It, said, uh, we interrupt this marriage to bring you basketball season. And it feels like that might be the, the case over the summer, too. So, um, no, just a, a lot of evaluating going on, watching game film from last year, um, checking out some other um, videos from Huddle, uh, whatnot, of other teams that were playing this year and whatnot, uh, trying to prepare um, offensively and defensively and figuring out what we want to what we want to do and how we want to do it. So. I do want to ask you about the facility. You're playing in that very unique Spencer Dome. What does that mean for your program to have a facility like that? Uh, it, it's nice to have. we got the extra court now, so that helps out with practices and whatnot. Um, some um, coaches and teams might think we have a home field advantage maybe with the dome. Um, and with that being said, it, it's very loud, hard to communicate. Um, we get to practice there, so we understand what it's like coming in. Um, and some of the other uh, teams might not uh, have that advantage. All right, that's uh, Charles Jennings, uh, the new Spencer boys basketball coach. And, you know, like all of them, they all talk about the old coaches. and, right. like, and you know, what Yeah, and he was used. an assistant last year to Clint mm -hmm. Neiman, so he knows the boys really well. And I think he's got some pretty young talent coming up too, I think. So, yeah, so. and, of course, you know, he talks about, you know, the Columbus Catholics yeah. and the Nielsvilles oh. and the Nielsville yeah. Height. And, uh, yeah. You know, it's going to be a tough, yeah, little tough new job for him there oh, at Spencer. Yeah, absolutely, but, but uh, he comes. Seems like he comes into it with a lot of enthusiasm, and mm -hmm. you know, so yeah. Clay and Clint Neiman did a great job there for several years. So, all right, so that'll take us to uh, where are they now here on the show? I'm staying in Nielsville this week, Larry, and I'm going to talk about Scott Mayhawk, a 1976 graduate of Nielsville High School. 
Scott was a three-year letter winner on the Nielsville football team. His sophomore year, the Warriors were 6-3. and three. Scott started as an offensive lineman and also handled the place-kicking duties for the Warriors, where he was 4-for-10 in extra points. His junior year, the Warriors were 8-2. and two. Scott started on offensive and defensive lines for the Warriors and handled the kicking and punting duties. He led the Warriors in tackles that year with 106 tackles. As a kicker, he was 2-for-3 in field goals and 8-for-11 in extra points. He was named to the first-team Eastern Clover Belt All-Conference team on defense and as a kicker. His senior year, the Warriors were 10-0, winning the Eastern Clover Belt and also winning the unofficial state, cha- uh, cl- state championship game in Class B when they defeated number 2 Stanley Boyd in the Clover Belt crossover game 29 to nothing. Scott started on offensive and defensive lines for the Warriors and handled their kicking duties. He had 57 tackles on the season, and as a kicker, he was 10 for 10 on extra points and 3 for 3 on field goals, including an epic 39-yarder in the historical 17-14 win over Kobe, which ended Kobe's 32-game winning streak and propelled the Warriors to an undefeated season. Scott was named first-team All-Eastern Cloverbelt as an offensive lineman and as a, and as a kicker, and was named as a kicker on the All-Northwest team. In the winter, Scott was a two-year uh, letter winner on the Warrior basketball team. His junior year, the Warriors were 22-4 on the season, winning the Eastern Cloverbelt Conference Championship and the WIA Regional and losing in the WIA sectional finals to Amory. Scott averaged eight points and five rebounds per game. His senior year, the Warriors were 21-4, winning the Eastern Cloverbelt and WIA Regionals, losing to Ladysmith in the sectional semifinals. Scott averaged 10 points and 6 rebounds per game and won the game's second team All-Eastern Cloverbelt. In the spring, Scott was a three-year letter winner on the Warrior baseball team as a catcher and infielder. After graduation, Scott enrolled at UW-Eau Claire and joined the Blue Gold football team where he would be a three-year letter winner. His sophomore year, the Blue Golds were 5-6. and six. Scott was a backup fullback and played special teams. His junior year, Eau Claire was 8-2. Scott again was a backup running back, carrying the ball five times for 16 yards and one pass reception for seven yards. He was also the backup kicker where he was 2-for-3 on extra points and 1-for-2 on field goals. His senior year, the Blue Goals were 3-5-2. Scott was a backup running back, carrying the ball nine times for 28 yards and one pass reception for five yards. As a backup kicker, he was 4-for-6 on PATs and 1-for-2 on field goals. Scott graduated from UW-Eau Claire in 1981 with a degree in elementary education. He would later earn his master's in education administration in 1986. Today, Scott is a principal at Coronado Middle and, Middle and High School, which is part of the Jemex Mountain Public School System located in Galena, New Mexico. Scott and his wife, Colleen, who is a high school social studies teacher at Coronado High School, reside in Rio Rancho, New Mexico, Larry. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. You got, away from, you got away from home. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, a good athlete. Yeah. Uh, that's Trent, a name from the past. Yeah. There. He was a big part of that 75 football team. Yes, so he was. He yes, he was. You know. All right. So, Scott Mayhawk, where are they now? New Mexico is where yeah. he is. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, college football. They released the uh, first college football playoff rankings of the season, and uh, a surprisingly, bit of a Ohio State number yeah. one. Yeah, I said I was a little shocked with that one, you know. But you know, they had a win over Notre Dame. Maybe, maybe that uh, something like that. I don't know, but boy, I, that one surprised me a little bit. Yeah, so. Georgia has been the number one team for the last yeah. what, twenty weeks. Twenty weeks, yeah, and 
really there was no reason not to, to knock them out number one. I mean, they were play, they played fine. They, yeah. You know, so, but, you know, it's first one of the year. So. Yeah. <laughs> so Georgia's number two, Michigan three, and Florida State yep. is fourth. Florida State undefeated. So, yeah. So. And then Washington is already uh, is up there as well at number yep, five, five, and, and yep. many feel uh, this Oregon team may be a team that'll be slipping I, into that top I four. I think it's the team out. I, we'll see them in Washington. That there should be mm-hmm. a game there to, but uh, you know, and then Texas is knocking on the door too at number seven. So we'll you know, I've seen some uh, people that are predicting bowls. Yeah, and uh, they had, uh, I believe it was. Texas, Oregon, um, Ohio State, mm-hmm. and uh, Michigan okay. in the top four. Okay. I think that a lot of people are thinking Michigan's going to beat Ohio State, which yeah, is going to knock do. them out. Yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see. But, uh, um, you know, quite honestly, I, you know, I guess, you know, after watching Ohio State last weekend, I wasn't, told, you know, I mean, they have the best receiver in the country. Yeah. No yeah. fans or what's about that. But, uh I you know I didn't think they ran over the Badgers like everybody said they would. Right. Yeah, know. I was surprised at how yeah. close that game was. You know, I said I thought the Badgers played pretty well. You know, they were ten ten in the third quarter. Right. You know, and you know they just with Allen and DK out, they really didn't have the weapons to make any kind of comeback. But uh, and sooner or later, Marvin Harrison's going to beat you somewhere right. or another. Right. So, yeah. You know, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Badgers, uh, they are at Indiana. Indiana this yep, week, yep, eleven o'clock on BTN Saturday. Okay, so. all right. And I would, from what say it sounds, Braylon Allen and DK will both be out. So okay, it's going to be up to Jackson Aker to to carry the load. And he looks like he's not a bad running back. He runs okay. straight ahead, and he's not the big power man. But he's, yeah, you know, he might. He's not going to get you sixty, but he'll get you six tens or ten sixes or whatever you want to say. But well, Badgers what need another win for bowl eligibility. Yep, yep, they're five and three. You know, Indiana's. You know, hopefully there's no letdown after the Ohio State right. game. Yeah, so, but uh, you know, the, the quarterback. Uh, you know, he's playing better, so we'll see. But a lot of work to do yet down there for Coach Fickle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's uh, there's still some work to do. Yeah. So. Uh, Packers uh, did make a move before the NFL trade deadline yeah. on Tuesday, and uh, boy, there's been a lot of talk about that. Yeah, letting Rasul Douglas be Pretty traded to the Buffalo Bills. You know, because somebody said, "Well, they want to give their young guys a chance." Well, Eric Stokes is uh, Stokes is on injured reserve. Jair Alexander is in and out in the backfield, uh, you know, with a back problem, and so I don't know what they're thinking, but we'll see. But I think uh, Mr. Douglas has been a little vocal too, and. That might have been his ticket out of town too. <laughs> Could have so, been, yeah. You know, and quite honestly, they traded him in a fifth round pick and got a third round pick. That's not bad. Bad return. And then they said, yeah. you know, that one of the analysts is saying that maybe they're trying to stock up picks in yeah. case Jordan Love don't work out. Yeah. Well, nothing wrong with that either, I guess. So I don't draft know. a quarterback. I don't know. So, you know, Vikings went out and made a trade for Dobbs, you know, because they lost Cousins. But yeah, uh, you know, I, I said. I thought the winner of the trade was San Francisco. What, what they needed another defensive lineman like you and I need a, a hole in the head. You know? <laughs> and they got Chase Young. And they got Chase wow. Young. Yeah. And the Bears picking up Montez Sweats. You know, those are quality guys. You know, and so uh, yeah, I'm not sure what the Commanders were. I don't know. I they're all of a sudden they're unloading. Yeah. You know, so unloaded both their defensive ends. You know, you got new ownership out there though. Yeah. So you know, maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But at one time, their defensive line was four. First round picks. Yeah, you know, you're right. You know, so 
And then the uh, Las Vegas Raiders pretty much uh, cleaned house on the top. Yeah, Dave Ziegler, the GM, and Josh McDaniels, <laughs> the coach. And, you know, and, you know, I said two years ago they made the playoffs with uh, his interim coach. He's, I, I can't remember his name, right? the Packers special teams coach. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pagano, not Pagano. Rich uh, Passaccio or Pisa- something like that. Yeah. But they made the playoffs. Yeah. Well, then, you know, the, the owner, well, we can do better, you know. And I guess he was enamored with Bill Belichick, so he hired Josh McDaniels, not remembering what Josh McDaniels had done in Denver. He has not done anything where he's gone no. as, a, as no. a head coach. And, and you look at, look at the weapons he has, Larry. <clears throat> he had David Carr and Devontae Adams. Uh, they had Walder, the tight end yeah. that they traded away last Jacobs, year. Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Uh, Renfro. My goodness. Yeah. You know. And then on the defense, you got a guy like Max Crosby. My goodness. And they could, you know, I, yeah. I don't know. So I can't explain that one. They also uh, let go of their offensive coordinator. Yes, they did. Mike Lombardi. Mike Lombardi, yeah, who's a known commodity as far as offense. Mm. But, but you know, from what I've seen and heard, I haven't seen other than when they played the Packers. Right. They just don't seem to get the ball into Adams' hands no. at all. He had no. one catch against Detroit. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's <laughs> you got a weapon like that. Yeah, you got to use him, and that's not good for his ego at all. No, you know? no, <laughs> no. He was throwing his helmet around on the yeah. sidelines. He was not happy. I didn't watch the game. I watched the baseball. I just seen the highlights. Yeah. So he was not happy. <laughs> so, but yeah, so it, it's crazy. But yeah, so the NFL uh, tonight. Tennessee is at Pittsburgh. Yep, yeah. uh, big one. Sa- uh, Sunday, uh, uh, the Packers play the Rams at Lambeau at noon on Sunday. So. We'll see what happens there. So. Well, they're going to try and stop a losing streak. Yeah. Well, you just traded away your probably one of your better defensive backs, and they come in with Cooper Cup and a couple other guys. That <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but Stafford might be hurt though too. So. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh. Talk about no, that missing, might be different. Missing the game, but um, anyway, though, at the three twenty-five window, Dallas at Philadelphia Sunday on Fox. That should be a dandy, Larry. So. Yeah, and that game uh, over in Germany is not too bad either. Wow, Miami, Miami at Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah, so that's uh, worth getting up for if you have the NFL Network. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Buffalo, Cincinnati. Sunday night, good one there. Not so, bad there. Yeah, and then Chargers at the Jets. Of course, Jets getting a lot of national TV time for some <laughs> reason. But, you, know, you, know, you know what, though, Larry? They're 4-3. and three. And I don't think they would have been any worse or, or I don't better. Think, I think they're probably Rogers. exactly where they were with Rodgers, yeah. quite honestly, because, you know, so I, I think because they're playing a very conservative game. They're getting a good running game. Their defense is, was going to be lights out anyway. Yeah. So, yep. So, yep. So. All right. Uh, well, what else we got to talk uh, about? We got the Bucks. Uh, you know, I, it's such a weird season. i never seen them where they had three home games to start a season. Yeah. Usually it's home and away or away and home and, but uh, yeah, that was uh, weird. Yeah, they're, you know, but uh, they're. What do you think of the combination? Have you seen any games yet? I've watched a little bit. I, I think it's going to work out. Right? I think it's still a work in progress. Um, I think they need to get Middleton a little more involved too. Yeah, you know, but, you know that's going to be the thing. You know, who, yeah, you know, somebody might get left out. Yeah, there is there going to be enough basketballs to go around. But uh, Bobby Portis is playing well, so we'll see. And that one game they lost. Yeah. Uh, Lillard only had six points. Yeah, right. Mm. So, you know, I don't know. You don't want to really lay it all on him. No, no, you can't. So, but uh, you know, Atlanta always seems to give the Bucks. Yeah, they fits. do. Trey yeah. Young just has field days. Yeah, against he them, does. So, yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Oh well. All right. So uh, we're looking forward to well the uh, 
men's basketball team for uh, UW Wisconsin. Hard to talk about college yeah. basketball. They played point up. tonight, I believe. Or is that last? Night? That was last night. Last night they played. But their point. regular season's coming up. Yeah, you know, it's hard to believe. But yeah, got most of the rotation players back. Yeah, 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 they could be a force. So, so I don't know how the Big Ten stocks up. I really haven't looked at any. No, of I haven't any, looked at. Uh, but uh, the Badgers always seem to find a way to get in the middle of it. So yeah, what did I read? They were like, uh, they've won twenty or more games in eighteen of the last yeah. twenty-one years. So. Yeah, I think they've only missed the NCAA once in the last twenty-one years. I think. Yeah, last year they were the NIT. Yeah, which yeah. is not, not heard of for them. No, no. <laughs> they're usually the yeah. NCAA yeah, somewhere. So. All right. Well, we got football tomorrow night. Yeah, Edgar at Boyceville should be fun. We'll see. I haven't seen interesting. I haven't seen Edgar play this year, so no, I, I think this I've seen him fun. on film, but I've not yeah. seen him live. I, I would love to see see how this defense is because any team that shuts out Regis gets my attention. Yes, so. indeed. And, uh, Carter Butt at the uh, running yeah, back. He is having a hell of a year. Heck excellent, year. excellent yeah. running back yeah. and defender. Yeah, he's one of the top rushers in the state. Yeah, so. yeah. So it'll be an yeah. interesting game. Seven o'clock for that one tomorrow on ninety-two three FM WOSQ, mm-hmm. and uh, Stratford Auburndale on fourteen fifty. Mm-hmm. AM 98.7 FM WDLB. Yeah, and that's one versus two in Division Six there. So yeah, and so we're gonna at least have one team from the area in Level Four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have at least one. Yes, <laughs> no matter what. <laughs> that's two guys on sports. I'm Larry Hazer. I'm Dick Olson. We'll talk to you next week.